0: Thanks for being here everybody. I want to remind you real quickly of where we have been and then I want to uh, chart a new course to where we're headed to. Uh, the subject today is, is um, I got a bad habit and I can't stop doing what I don't want to do. Uh, one theologian called it, oops, I did it again. <laughs> um, and so today I want to talk about uh, how to break bad habits and if you don't mind. Um, I'm gonna review, and then I'm gonna come directly to where we're going. So wherever you're joining us from, uh, thank you so much for being here. Garland, Louisville, Prosper, Dallas, um, our global family, and those who decided to stay home today. Um, I just wanna thank you for being here. Hope you're enjoying your hot chocolate while we're out here in the cold. Um, (laughs) But thank you for being (laughs) here. For joining in anyways. Anyways, um, let me remind you where we've been. Uh, you know this, so I'm going to start it and you're going to finish it. Uh, if you don't like the picture or the product, you need to change the pattern. Last week we suggested if, if what you're getting you don't like, you need to change the pattern. the pattern. We also suggested that there's some things you can't just pray away. Instead of praying away, God's asking you to go change the pattern. There's some habits you have that need to change, and he wants you to start with changing that because as you move, he'll provide the power for you to do everything else. We also suggested that there are two ceilings everybody has. One you can't break through and one you can. One based on um, the, the Gospel of Matthew, the Bible says he gives us certain talents, whether it's one, three, or five. And last week we suggested, ladies and gentlemen, that if you, got a, if you have a five talent, then you need to produce at a five level. If you have a one talent, then you need to produce at that level as well. What we suggested is uh, there are three ways to break through the lid or the ceiling that you have. Number one, you got to work with you. Number two, got to work on your team. And then number three, got to deal with your tribe. If you don't want to work on you, then you won't break through the ceiling. You don't want to develop your team, then you won't break through the ceiling. And if you don't realize when you need a tribe adjustment, then you won't break through the ceiling as well. And so lastly, we suggested last time that uh, for many of us, there's, there's a ceiling, but the ceiling at one level is the floor at the next. Therefore, you must get ready to deal with... The ceiling when it shows up. And then lastly, we suggested that your ceiling is is your circumstances that you're refusing to deal with. You get to a certain point and you don't want to deal with your circumstances. It means you're going to stay stuck. And when you do, you can't break through to become all that God desires for you to do. That's all passed, you don't need to take no notes, go listen to it, and you can enjoy what we talked about last week. This week, we got some new material, so why don't you stand, everybody, all our campuses, why don't you stand, and let's see what God has to say to us on today. Uh, Romans chapter 7 is where we're going to start, let's see if we can get through it. Here we go, everybody reading with me, please. But, that's not everybody, keep your little tired readings. Everybody together. We're going to read together as unto the Lord, because you need this one today, I promise. Here we go. Everybody together. One, two, three. But I need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions. Stop right there. There's something inside of you that's sabotaging your best intentions. You wanna do the thing that's right, but you don't do it. The, the myth of one more time. Has anybody said this is, has anybody ever said this, this is my last time. If that's you, just wait, if you're at home, wave two hands, and if you're at home, put a foot up too, all right? Uh, uh, if you've ever said, this is my last time, I promise you, and you, and you lie on God too, He said, God, as you are my witness today, this is my last time. <laughs> That's a myth. It's a lie. It ain't gonna be your last time. What you ought to say instead is, "My last time is behind me." Say that. Just practice it. But well, when you're tempted to say, "This is my last time," what you need to say is, "My last time is." Nine. Say it again. Two more times. My last time. My last time is when you get a phone call at 12:30 in the morning and, 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 and somebody calling you that shouldn't be calling you, and they say, uh, what are you doing?" Uh, you need to say, you need to say, "Nnabra, my last time is been." When you're driving past the store and, and you're walking in a mall, you went to the movie and you're coming down and, and, and you see Nordstrom, what you need to say is, my last time. Somebody say no. <laughs> Come on. I, I obviously need... Look at yourself and say, "Self, I need some help." I need some help. That's good. Amen. Here we go. Here we go. I realize that I don't have what it's. That's a word right there. That's a word. You need help from outside of you to pull off what he's asking you to do. Here we go. I. Boy, that's a word. I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. (laughs) All right, here we go. Um, I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide to do bad, but then I do it I decided I wasn't going to lose another money, another dime to gambling. But then I got paid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to have some fun today. Lord have mercy. Here we go. Here we go. But then I do it. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in You made a decision, but you don't do nothing about it. <laughs> Mentally, say, as good as bone. you can make up your face all you want. You can, you, you can flex your muscles all you want. I, I did a lot of time, did a lot of time. <laughs> My God today, um, here we go. Something has gone, say it again, something has gone Deep within me and gets the better of me. Every time. Say it with a little attitude. Something has gone wrong deep within me and it gets the better of me air Error time. Error. <laughs> Something deep within me. I promise I wouldn't cuss them out no more. But every time. I promise. I promise. I said, God, cross my heart, hope to die. Okay, die. (laughs) I ain't going to smoke weed no more. I know sometimes I don't talk about weed because I think I'm in North Dallas and I think y'all don't know. But don't get it twisted. I know. I promise it's my last time. I ain't smoking no more. I'm not going to drink and get drunk no more. I can't take the feeling. I'm not doing it. An air time. I got too much to cover, sit down, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Father, guide us now please, we really do need you. All jokes aside, God, for too long the enemy has had a field day with us. And in the name of Jesus, will you prepare our minds and our hearts for what you're about to deposit in it today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Um, Uh, I want to teach you a principle today, and this principle operates whether you're sleeping or whether you're awake. It's operating in the background of your life. Um, Whether you're alive or whether you're dead, the principle is still true. And it's always operating in the background of your life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, you, you, you follow this principle in life. You really do. If you, ever get on a, if you ever get on the ocean and you're in, a, in some form of a vessel, you're following this principle. If you ever go on a hike and you're going somewhere, you're following this principle. If you ever get in your car, you're following this principle. And when you see it in your car and on a boat and when you're going on a hike, you follow it to the T and you will laugh at anybody who doesn't follow it. But for some reason... When it comes to your life, you think it's not going to be true for you. It happens every single day. You fall, okay. Um, um, Let me help you out. If I get on my scooter and I say that I want to live a godly life, and you say to yourself, self, from this day forward, I'm going to to go and I'm gonna get married to a godly woman who loves God more than she loves herself. And the one kind of woman I want is a woman that loves Jesus, spent time with Jesus, is the kind of woman that bask every thought she has in prayer and she has her own closet and that's who I want back because I wanna have the best marriage ever. That's where you're going. My question then is, why in the world are you going to the club? <laughs> Who are you going to find in the club? Who in the club godly love Jesus bathes things in prayer? What are you going to the club if you look? In other words, you, you say you're going in one direction, but the path you're on ain't taking you there and then you say why do I always meet the wrong girls? I'm gonna tell you why because you say you're going down one path but that's not the direction in which you're going why you say you want to be financially free and I want to be debt free financially free I just want to be able to bless people that's where I'm going I want to be financially free then why is it every day Amazon show up. (laughs) You say you're going somewhere, but when I look at your life, that ain't the direction you're going in. Here's the principle, come here. Here's the principle. It's the first one that I want you to learn today. It's simple, and if you think this, this has everything to do with breaking bad habits. It is your direction, not your intention, That determines your destination. Let me say it again. It is your direction where you headed in. Not your intention, oh, it would be nice too. That determines your destination. The question you ought to ask is, what path am I really on? The question you ought to ask is, the decision I'm about to make, is it leading me to the path that I say I really want to accomplish? Is it leading you to the destination that God's called you to? The decision I'm about to make, is it leading me away from, or is it leading me to the dream that God has given me? And the challenge on the floor is, for many of us, it's leading us away from the destination. But we just don't want to admit it, and we don't want to do nothing about it. And so my, my, my challenge to all of us today is, whatever it is that your dream is, I want to be a, I want to be a great dad. I want to love my kids. I wanna fight for my kids. I wanna make sure they grow up and they fear the Lord. I wanna make sure they grow up and they tough and they know what it means to work through difficult things. So if you you wanna be a great dad that produces great kids, then why when it gets to 10 degrees you're not in church? Oh, it's just too much. I mean, it's cold for Johnny. It's cold, and I don't want Johnny's ears to get frozen over. But it's okay to take Johnny to school, and it's okay for you to go to work. But when it comes to God, he's second nature, so you don't have to make God a priority. You can just do you. What do you think you just communicated? The pattern's not producing the product. That's right. That's right. Preach, Pastor. Preach, Pastor, if you're in the chat, say, say, oops, I did it again. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to get ours too, okay? It's okay. Don't hate me. Don't go to somebody else. Stay for a little while. No, listen, fam, listen, 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 listen. The path should take you to where you want to go. And the decisions you make today should lead you to stay on the path to get to where you want to go. So why do we get off? Here's my ultimate thesis for today. It says this, it says ultimate thesis, not number two, ultimate thesis. We must choose what we want most over what we want now. Oh, that's a word right there. We must choose what we want most over what we want now. I'm gonna say it two more times. We must always choose what we want over what we want. Everybody, please listen to this. Every time you're going on a path, you're going in a direction, you must choose what I want most to get on my path instead of what I feel like I want now. Because if you get what you feel like you want now, you're going to shift. Your assignment is to so always remember I must choose what I want most over what I want now. You see, here's the problem. The problem is that many of us think. If I take Dallas North Tollway and I am at 121 and the Dallas North Tollway, what you must realize is you must realize that if you say you want to go to Prosper, you must be on northbound because if you're on southbound, you can drive as long as you want, have the best intentions you want, but you ain't going to Prosper. You're going somewhere, downtown, but it ain't prosper. Your assignment then is when you say, I, God, you have called me to go north. Whatever you do, you must ask yourself every day, is the behavior, the pattern, the, 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 the habits, the, the rhythms I have leading me north or is it leading me south? Yeah. And if it's, if it's leading you south, there's only one thing to do. Don't pray about it. Stop praying. You must exit and make a U-turn. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do nothing. Don't talk, well, I've been fasting. No, 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 no. Stop your fasting. Get off and make a U-turn. Yeah. Pastor, I have all desires to go to prosper, but but I'm um I'm um ah uh, I'm on the southbound going to uh prosper you would say to them you ain't nothing but a fool because you're not going to pro- you're not going to prosper pastor i'm on a, i'm on 75 south that's fine but say you're going downtown don't tell nobody you're going to prosper that's what many of you you dating somebody going downtown when you say you want to go to prosper but 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 but, but i think i can't help them Turn around and go. That's your problem right there. That's your problem right there. You think you got the power to change somebody's heart. If you're going to prosper, then whatever you do, please date somebody that's going to prosper. But do not date nobody talking about we're going downtown. Because if you do, it's only a matter of time. Because it won't work. Here's what you must do. I don't want you to say it with me one time, we must choose, read it with me, we must choose what we want over what we, what we want now starts the bad pattern. What we want now starts the bad habit. And if you don't learn the spirit of it, learn how to choose what you want most over what you want now, you'll always head in the wrong direction. See, many of us, many of us think what I'm trying I'm trying to do right. You must stop trying and start training yourself. Because what athletes do is they know they're an athlete, so they are training themselves to operate at optimum levels. What we got is too many Christians who are running the race for God, but you talking about, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better. Stop trying, buffet your body, and train yourself to be who God's called you to be. Second thought, first one is it is your direction, not your intention, that determines your destination. The second thought, second thought, second thought is, watch this now. We don't, we don't need to be fixed. We need to change direction. You don't need to be. fixed, Ain't no fasting. You just need to change, change direction, and then ask God to help you. But don't be talking about well, well, well. I'm going to prosper, but I'm on 75 South. It's not going to work. Change. Look at your neighbor and say, "Change direction." Look at the other one and say, "You two, change direction." (laughs) Then look at yourself and say, "Self, Self. I got to change direction." direction. So, so then, so then, so then, don't, don't don't talk about well. Let me go on a course for the next four years to be fixed. Just start with changing direction. Just start with changing, the right. this is who I'm called to be. I'm moving in the right direction now. I'm not, and I'm gonna let my decisions match my direction. Number three, let me show you why you do what you do. Here's what number three says. There's something grabbing you or trying to capture your attention. Every marketer out there, every last one, their whole job is to capture your attention. They'll, do it. They'll spend billions and millions of dollars to do one thing, capture your attention. Why? Because it's your direction, not your intention that determines your destination. So what do they do? They come in and they say, I got to get you off of the direction and the path you're on so that you can get onto the direction they want you to go to. So it looks like this. You, 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 you're having a great day. Fellas, let me talk to you first. I'm an equal opportunity preacher. Let me talk to you first, fellas. Fellas, you in the mall, you and your wife, you holding our hand. You're going in a good direction. We're just going for a walk today. We're just enjoying life a little. We just want to be together. It's so nice to be together. Oh, my gosh, this is so special. we just, what do you want? And look, we're not spending any money either. We're just going for a walk. Well, God do it? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us today. And so you're going in that direction. The problem is, fellas, somebody is walking past you. And she in something she shouldn't be wearing, but she don't go to church. Well, the truth is, the church, we do sometimes, too. So help me out. So watch this now. You're going in a certain direction, and this person from the devil walks past you. Come on, Pastor Matt, help me out now. They walk past you. And when they walk past you, somebody, you're going down that path. You have no business looking at nobody. You're holding your boo's hand. And you're going down the direction. And all of a sudden, you turn. What the heck are you doing turning? You're supposed to be following the path. But something grabbed your attention, and when it did, because it grabbed your attention, all of a sudden, your direction changed. And all of a sudden now, you're looking at somebody that you have no business looking at, and if you keep looking, if you have a good woman, she's going to hit you upside the head. (laughs) Fellas, why are you so quiet, fellas? Why are you so quiet? Oh, I'm gonna to go to them, and they're gonna say, "Say it in a minute." So don't, don't don't be quiet now, fellas. You gotta say, "Yeah, dog." The struggle is real in these streets. That's why some of you don't need to go to the mall. Just go online. Mm. But, 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 equal opportunity, equal opportunity. Come here, ladies. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, ladies. Why is it, ladies, that you say, God, I'm fully driven by your spirit. I love you with all my heart, and I want to be a godly woman that supports her husband. I want to be a godly woman that honors her man. I want to be a godly proverbs to the one woman. So then why then, when he does a mistake that you told him not to do? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, he was talking about, what kind of man are you? Uh-oh. That doesn't sound honoring to me. Okay. That doesn't sound merciful to me. That doesn't sound gracious. To me. I told you, if you had done what I told you to do, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in right now. What's up with all of these hand gestures? I mean... <laughs> I thought you said you wanted to honor. I thought you said you wanted to lift up. I thought you said you wanted to inspire him. I inspire my man. Then what's up with the finger? And why is it being (laughs) Here's why. Because something got our attention and it grabbed it and it veered us off of what we, in our hearts of hearts, want to do? Number four. Let's move with it. The last one says this. Based on who you want to become, what's one habit that you need to start and one that you need to stop? That becomes a question you must ask yourself. What's the habit that you need to start and what's the habit that you need to stop? Because one day, the reason why we do 40 days of purpose, the reason why we do 40 days of prayer is to start a habit. So that you say you want to be like Jesus, how are you going to want to be like Jesus and you ain't never praying? How are you going to want to be like Jesus and and, 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 and and you never read your word? How are you going to want to be like Jesus and you have to have the milk, which is somebody else's chewed up word, for you to get fed every week because you don't feed yourself the word of God? That's why we have to start a habit, a rhythm, a, a, a system, a pattern that makes you hang out with God regularly. Yes. So the reason why we do it. To make sure, because all healthy Christians, that's what they do. The reason they fast, the reason they take their seasons without talking to anybody. I remember one time I went to Barcelona and I went on a week fast and I almost died. I literally, almost, I couldn't talk to nobody. It was a silence fast. I about died. Actually, I got sick because my body was so not used to Now I'd be like, I just need—I need to say something. I need to... I need to talk to somebody and, and, and I was trying to train my body to talk to Jesus but I couldn't last three days before I got sick they gotta send a little nurse by to say you all right I said girl I'm in shock my whole body's in shock <laughs> some of y'all need to try don't talk to nobody you would be like what yeah devices I ain't talking about devices you can't open your mouth to nobody and all of a sudden, my whole body shuts down. I thought I was going to die in Barcelona. Jamaican dies in Barcelona, Spain. So the headline said, why? Because he couldn't be silent. <laughs> but but, 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 but why, why, do you, why do you discipline yourself? Because to not do it means you don't practice listening to God. But sometimes you get mad, with, I ain't doing y'all fast, I ain't doing what y'all do, oh, you don't take all that. Why do you think the spiritual giants of old had to get away from the things of this world? Because if your desire is to be satisfied in Christ, then you got to get rid of all these substitutes out there. So you can see how desperate your soul is for Jesus. So, ladies and gentlemen, all I'm trying to suggest to you today is this. If you want the, to make the change, you've got to stay on the path that you were designed to stay on. Turn your page over. Let's see if we can, we can get there quickly. Now, part of the challenge, and I have to talk about us as a church and the big C globally to get this one, is that Jesus desires, he really does, he desires for us to move in the right direction. He really does but sometimes we're just so unwise. Let's pick it up in the Gospel, in the Gospels and let's talk about uh, a story that I want you to read that will explain this much better than I could ever do. Let's pick it up, Gospel of Matthew, chapter seven. Here's what it says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, watch it now, everybody hears the word. Everybody hears it. When you act on them, Maybe compared to a wise man who say this word with me. Yeah. Built not something about who? Yeah. Built his house on the rock. What are you trying to do? You're trying to go in a certain direction. You're trying to build a house. You're trying to, you're on a path that's going to build an incredible structure so that you can live in. That's it. You're, you're moving in the direction of what satisfies you, what builds you up, what gets you where you want to go. So a wise person is one who builds his house on the Next verse, we're going to come back to it. Next verse, verse 25. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the Huh. So the wise man shows up. By the way, please note that when the house is built, nobody knows the differences between the two houses. Until the wind comes. So you've been taking shortcuts, no problem. But the wind's going to come one day. The storm's going to come. And it's going to reveal what you have built your entire life on. And it's going to show people who you really are. When there is sunshine, everybody look the same. Everybody looks beautiful, the interior design is immaculate, I can't believe you have this kind of stuff in your house, it's amazing, but you wait till you lose that job, you wait till the economy crashes, you wait till all of a sudden all the stuff you've depended on is no longer there, then we're going to see if you're coming to church just to network. because a lot of people come to church just to network. The only reason you come to church is to see who you can wheel and deal with to get further than where you are. But you don't come to worship, you come to network. You don't come to worship, you come to show off what you've worked so hard for all week. That's why your car can't be parked beside nobody else's car. Because it's so fancy, you don't want nobody hitting it, so you park it in a place where ain't nobody can hit it so that you, you gotta park way over there. And when you don't park park in the grass, oh, no, not my car. Grass, oh, no, not my car. Preach. Preach, pastor. The problem is that God says, I want you to build your house on my word. When you build your house on my word, you're wise. Because you see, listen to this now, you see all of life as connected. What does that mean? That means you know whatever decision I make today affects tomorrow. Whatever decisions I make today affect next year. Whatever decision I make today affects five years from now. Because all of life, the wise person realizes, is connected. In other words, the wise person says, I'm not going to fool myself to think that I can gamble it away and make it back tomorrow. I'm not going to fool myself. Therefore, I'm going to see that all of it's connected, so I've got to stop gambling. If I want to be financially free. Come here. So the foolish man, on the other hand, he says, I'm going to build my house on the sand. The foolish man says, all of life is not connected. So I can make a decision today and it has no effect on tomorrow. That's what the foolish man says. So the foolish man says, "Uh uh-uh, I can do this today. Ain't nobody going to know. I'm going to be good and I can do my own thing. The foolish man says, I can break it. It's not connected. Nobody's going to know what happened yesterday. But my problem today is you got some church people. Some people that come to church their whole life, and them church people say, well, God, thank you. Well, God, appreciate you. Well, God, let's see what you got here, God. So church people that only come to church to hear the word, but they never studied a word for themselves. So that means all the devil have to do is give you back-to-back storms. And so you, the first storm hits and you're fine because you know one scripture. But the second storm hits, and really, you're back in sin because you don't have no other scripture because all you've been waiting on is some internet pastor to preach to you so you get a word because that is milk and not the meat of the word. You cannot survive more than one storm. But Lord have mercy on the believers who, when the devil show up, and he come and have one storm against you and it knocks you down. You still, you still go and now you're standing still on the word. And he says, Where we go. And another storm comes, but you know, based on the word, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you and then another storm knock you off. But you got a word, but the word is not from somebody else. It's been stored in your heart. So the next time the devil show up, you say, and my God will supply all my needs. And then another storm come and it hits you and you don't have to blame God because you standing on his word still. And now he says, since I confess my sin, he is faithful to forgive me. And he blows you again another storm and you stumble over But you still have word in your heart So the next time you say I will be with you And I will never leave you nor forsake you The challenge we have is we have too many Christians Who you only know one verse or two That's why you say church hurt and church people Can knock you off your faith That's because you don't have enough word in you if you had enough word in you, you can stand on the word of God. Because you know what he says about you. You know where he's calling you to. You know the direction in which you're going. So ain't no devil, no pastor, no, I almost said a bad word. No um, African American can take you off. Good God Almighty, it came right here. And praise the Lord, it came back like down. <laughs> anyways that, hey come on back I got a point um, um, <laughs> I cannot believe it in the house of the Lord it. help us Lord but good God almighty I said African American the devil you're a liar trying to take my point away He's trying to make me drift, but I'm going to stay focused. I'm staying on the path. Here we go. Come on, I got to go. So here's what God says. This is very important for you to know. Now stay right here. Go to the next verse. Um, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them. Let me help you out now. Um, The word of God is like a motion detector. When you read it, that's not where the power is. The power is when you take your first move. Now you get the power to go. In other words, action drives power. Some of you have such fancy houses now, you just walk in the room and it lights up. You're so sadiddy, you don't turn the switches on anymore. Oh, that's for, that's for my grandma. No, we don't turn switches. We just walk in the room, and voila. You just speak the temperature. Temperature, uh, 78 degrees, please. Voila. You just tell your refrigerator, actually, your refrigerator, when it sees and detects that something is not there, it just sends a message to Whole Foods to tell Amazon to bring it to your house. And so all of a sudden, you, just, you don't even speak it, it just automatically does it for you. Oh, in its own mind, the computer says, oh yeah, um, we're low on uh, orange juice today. And then it just sends a message to, to our, uh, Whole Foods, and Whole Foods says, oh yes, the Edwards household is lacking in orange juice, and so it then sends an automatic message to our Amazon to get it and so it could be at your house before you get home so that your precious little babies don't suffer without orange juice on the next morning. Watch it, here's what God's Word did. The moment you step the lights come on. God's Word says if you hear it but you don't move in its direction then ain't no power in your body to move in the right direction. But he says, when you hear my word, and then you actually now take action in my word, then I'll give you Holy Ghost power to keep walking in step with my spirit. The problem is you hear it and then do nothing about it. Now the power stays in the word, and not inside of you, cause you didn't do nothing about it. Watch what happens to this dude. Next verse, last verse. Let's pick it up. Um, The rain fell on the house with the sand now, the winds, the floods came, the winds blew and slammed against that house. What happened? And it fell. And great was its fall. What does that mean? Because he thought that it wasn't connected, he thought it could be pretty on the outside and hollow on the end. And what happened ultimately? If you stay on the same path of your habit, what happens ultimately? The thing that you desire so much, the thing that you want everybody to see, will come crumbling down. Why? Because you thought you could get away with the habit that was hindering God's work inside of you. All I'm here to tell you today is, it's time to avoid the habit. All right, let's go. So here's what God's trying to do. Let's see if we can wrap this up. Um, what's What's the habit formation? No, this is where I have to apologize for all churches, including this one. Here's why. Because the habit formation for Christians... Should be that you have God's promise, but what's at the heart of it? Our ultimate satisfaction is found in Christ. That's what, So whatever the desire is, whatever the, the thing that you want so badly, the thrill, the feeling that you get, it's ultimately found in Jesus Christ. Watch what happens. So that means the joy of the Lord is found there, which means it's empowered by the Holy Spirit, and then it gives you an identity that's been reaffirmed. So what you're supposed to do, the direction I'm going in is, God, I want to look like Jesus. That's the direction. Well, that's affirmed because if you want to look like Jesus, then the joy comes from being in Christ. You rely on the Holy Spirit so your identity is affirmed so that you get your ultimate satisfaction being in Christ. Here's the problem. The problem is that we have too many churches that tell you that your ultimate satisfaction is found in what you want. And we've done it for a long time. For a very long time. And so we preach these sermons so that you can feel like you are the center of the world. So that you get what you want. And so we have elevated the the stuff from God above God. So now we want his created things more than we want the creator. What does that do? Now, we have set you up. So when you don't get what you want, you think, well, what kind of God is this? When we should not have ever set you up for what you want because you ain't the purpose. Jesus Christ is. Yeah. So now, if you want, sati- listen, this is so important. If you want satisfaction, you say, well, I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have satisfaction. The reason you want that, that's supposed to be in Christ. But when we preach sermons to force you to come back so that you can keep giving, so that you can keep getting what you want the cycle only hurts you which is why we have to teach but most of you don't like it that it ain't about you and that it's about finding joy in Jesus and that if you get nothing that you want you still can have joy because you've got Jesus that's why, hold it, that's why, that don't matter if, if, if it comes and you don't get what you want, this thing you've been praying for forever, you should be praying that Christ fills you more than the thing that you want. And any preacher that preaches another thing, is another gospel and it's heresy. Because Jesus says, "For two, the reason people leave churches is because they don't get what they want from God. Because we set you up and tell you that that's the prize. It is not the prize, the prize is Jesus not the stuff He can do for you? But it's a cycle because we love you being happy, and so we'd much rather you be happy than you saying, Ouch! And because we do, the cycle continues. So we have to give you a little bit of what you want, hope God will give it to you so that you'll keep coming. But you're coming for the wrong reason. I don't want you to come for what He can give you, I want you to come for Jesus. Now, watch this no wonder. You're not longing to see Jesus. You know why you long to see Jesus? This is so important. You know why you long to see Jesus? Because the things that you want that you don't get, you'll be like, God, but I know that's not what I really want. What I really want is you and I can't see you and I don't get what I really want. And so therefore, God, I'm asking that since what I want is really in you, will you come quickly so I can get the desires of my heart met? No, that's why you long for Jesus. That's why when you don't long for Jesus, it means something else has captured your heart. And you want that more than you want Jesus. The reason you don't pray, Jesus, can you come today, please? Get rid of all of this mess. Why is it that it's only when somebody that you love really good dies that you want to see Jesus? Because, watch this, and it's still not about Jesus. It's because you want to see them again when you don't realize that you've been hardwired for worship, you've been hardwired for awe, you've been hardwired for glory, you've been hardwired for, so what your soul really longs for is to see Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. And everything that gives you temporary joy is designed to let you focus on Jesus and say, if this gives me this joy, what will happen when I see Jesus face to face? Now I can pray and plead and beg that he comes quickly. But you have a generation of Christians that grew up being preached at, who only say, what's in it for me? And what can I get for Jesus? That's why when some of you draw your circle, it's all about you. Uh It's all about what the Creator can give you. It's not about God. I pray that this year be the year when you fill my heart with you. Teach me what it feels like to be unhurried around you and, and have the time of my life. Better than any concert, better than any famous person, better than anybody else. Just you and me. And I am delighting. My heart is full because I get to hang out with you. No, if I said, Lord, bless everybody in here with the best house they can ever have. Yeah, dog. Say it, doc. But when I say, God bless everybody in here and give them a heart for Jesus. Here's what you say. Hmm. Because we have trained you to shout for the wrong thing. We've trained you to shout at the right key. We've trained you to shout when the keyboardist and the organist and the the drummer get on there. We've trained you to shout at that. But we haven't trained you to shout that your soul longs for Jesus as the deer pants for water. So my soul longs for you. Behold, I long to see the beauty of the face of my Savior. We're the Christians who that's what we're longing for. We're not longing for it, that's what we long for. Let's land the plane. So here's how it starts. It's simple. It starts with crave. It starts with a cue. Then it goes to a craving. Then it goes to a response. Then it goes to a reward. That's how all our bad habits are formed. It starts with a trigger. Then it goes to you craving something. Then it goes to your response for it. Okay, I needed it, need it, I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. Then you get a reward. You have you've, you've seen this, fellas. Let me talk about you again. Let me talk about us again. Fellas, you know it goes. That's why, that's why, fellas. Sometimes you need to come off of social media. I know you think I'm from the devil for saying that, I know. But there's sometimes, this is your phone, okay. There's sometimes when you're scrolling and you, let's say you're watching a game on your phone and you get all excited about the game that you're watching, it's all cool. And then there's a little picture that come up on the side. By the way, the only reason it comes up is because you've been there before. So then all of a sudden, by the way, ladies, you're not excluded from this, because the more <laughs> counselors I talk to, the more they're telling me that y'all coming up real good. So the more you the more, the more see it, is, here's, what's, here's, what, here's what's happening. So you go and then you see it, and then all of a sudden you say, huh? And that huh means it's got you. Uh-huh. Huh means I wonder uh-huh. what else is there. You've been got if you ever do this. And then you're mad when it don't work, first time. Then you hold your phone like this. And then, and then, and then, you enjoying a game. And then all of a sudden you start looking for quiet places and you just start walking around looking for quiet places. And before you know it, before you know it, you're talking about, I'm coming back. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the cue moved to the craving, and the craving lead to the response. And before you know it, you're trying to meet your own needs. You're trying to be happy and have happy endings. I don't know why the brothers always leave me out here by myself. (laughs) No, that's not where you wanna go, but that's what you're doing now. Because you are not willing, uh, what you're not willing to do is you're not willing to choose what you want most over what you want now. And now pulls you like a fish on a hook. And you can't even help it anymore. You you you've done this path so long that your brain knows what to do. You don't even have to tell it anymore. You don't even have there's no conviction anymore. And then you hang out with people, good God almighty, that don't think it's that bad. And all of a sudden, what God has called, what God has said he hates, you think it's a suggestion. I hate divorce. I've done gone down the wrong lane. But you don't care what God wants because you, ha- you only hang out with people that think like you, that water down the word so you get to feel good and do what you want to do anyways. Ooh. Preach, pastor. Preach. Everybody you hang out with have lowered God's word. Really, they don't even believe in God no more. And so you just go with the flow. All because it started as a trigger and then it went to a craving And then you got the response to it to get your reward. And now you don't even think in these words anymore. Why, why don't you? Because it's such a habit that you don't have to think. Your brain automatically does it now. How do you cure it? Here are the four things, let's go. Then I'm done, here are the four things. Number one, if you don't start it, it won't ever be a habit. There it is. The best way to stop a bad habit is never to start it. Just don't start it. You'll be fine. The problem is we hang out there so long, it's now become a pattern that produces a product. Number two, now you've got to remove the cue. Remove it. The the, 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 the reason, y'all think I'm on Instagram, but I'm not. It's It's just somebody out there in my office that's running it. So when you see I like something that you do, it ain't me. God bless you. You know why? Because it's too easy to go from church account to somebody else's account. So what do I have to do? I, you, you don't have to do it. I, I'm just telling you, I got to remove the cue. So I got to make sure it's not there. Why? Proverbs 4, quickly. Proverbs 4, 14. Let's end. Come on. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not proceed in the way of the evil. Next verse. i watch it now. Avoid it. Somebody say avoid it. One more time. Lord. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. If you don't start the queue, there is no craving. The problem is we start the cue. So I don't want to start the queue. So I got to remove it. You should make the cue invisible. If you struggle with television, then remove the TV or remove the remote So tell somebody, hide it so you can't find it. It's too many of us, you want to get, my goal, I want to walk with God day by day. Then why is your phone right by your bed? First thing you do when you get up, notification. Ding. Oh my God, let me see what happened in the world. <laughs> Haven't gone through the That's why, Pastor, but my phone is my Bible. Then get one of these. It's called the scriptures. And put this beside your bed. And put your phone in another room. So before you pass your phone, you got to pass God's word. You have to, if you don't do it, I'm telling you, you're going to go back into the cycle of being addicted to your phone. Let's go, next one, number three. Then you got to get rid of the, interrupt the cycle. interrupt it. which means you might have to tell somebody you can't be here no more. I'm gone, see you later. You might have to delete them from your phone, delete them from every single way they can connect you and get them out of your life. Because if you don't, they're just going to wait you out until one of those days or one of those nights like 1202 and they're gonna say, what you doing? And you're gonna say, what you doing? And before you know it, they on the tollway driving to your house. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen, be careful. Because it looks like nothing today. But you're building a house. And it's built on sand. And it's only a matter of time. Before the storms come. And can you handle the storms? When they come. No, no I, I get it. We all fail. We all have m- massive mistakes. I get all of that. But God's talking about from this point forward. Can you please? Interrupt the cycle. Can you please remove the cue? Re- remove it so you're not even attracted to it. Remove the cycle so that you don't keep going around the same time. Remove it from your interrupted. And the last one says this. Create a barrier. Create a barrier so that you're not even, you're not immune to it because it can't get to you. That's why some of you should have on your phone some stuff where anything you look at, somebody else can see. See the problem we have is we don't want to punish ourselves when we choose now over what's best. You must create an environment where you punish yourself so that if if I look at some somebody else and they see what I look at, so that they can say, "Really, you're trying to be a man of God, and that's what you're doing." Yeah. Same with you. If it's eating, don't, don't 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 take part of the donut and pat yourself on the back, thinking you're godly. You're not. If you're trying to be healthy because this is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then you pass by the donuts. And don't don't, don't celebrate yourself because you took a quarter of it. Don't say, I'm not that bad. No, walk by it. Why, 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 why? Because what you want most is more important than what you want now. Last, I'm done. A um, guy's uh, World War II vet uh, pilot, he's going, and he took many missions uh, into the battlefield, and he's done a great job. On this particular one, he's coming back home. He's been victorious, shot down many enemy planes, and he's celebrated. Pilot, he's coming back home. He's running low on fuel; he has to get home. On his way home, he sees and know he doesn't see—he hears in the cockpit a knowing sound, like like a rat is is eating away at some of his some of his wires in the cockpit. He says to himself, "I have." I've done so many, so many trips, I've I've flown so many missions, and a rat is going to take me down? A rat? So he thought to himself, he says, how do I get rid of this rat? He says, okay, let's see, what can I do? He says, well, I know that the lungs of the rat is small. Then he thought, I know that the heart of the rat is smaller than my heart. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go to a higher altitude. I'm going to go as high as I can so the pressure can potentially kill the rat. So he starts taking the plane up and up and up. And the more he goes up, the less gnawing of the wires that he hears until he hears no more gnawing. And it dawned on him, the higher up I go, the less the rats can survive. Ladies and gentlemen, I know some rats called habits that's trying to take you down. And the question is, God wants to take you to a whole nother level, and he wants to take you to a higher height in him. But as he takes you there, he needs you to get rid of the habitual rabbits, I mean not rabbits, rats in your life. And if you don't, you're either going to go down by a rat, or you're going to go up to where God wants you to be. The question on the floor is, which path will you choose? Heavenly Father, will you lead us and guide us today? Every person under the sound of my voice, will you help each and every one of us recognize that the enemy has us in some cyclical patterns. Where we are choosing now more than what matters most. For every person under the sound of my voice, will you remind us to get in the right direction? Because it's our direction, not our intention, that determines our destination. Our destination. So will you help us stay in the right direction? And then God, will you remind us that that, that what matters most is more important than what we want now. And so help us through the power of your Holy Spirit to get off the path of habit formation, bad habit formation, and onto the path of healthy ones. Every person, help us not take this lightly, every last one of us, and help us realize that if we don't, we're building our house sand, not on the rock. Teach us afresh. Empower us afresh to build it on the rock and not on the sand. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, will you help me honor God, everybody? Come on. Let's help me honor God.